0: Lassalle, Tom Gola, man, we talked about a great player years ago.
1: back, Explore Nation. Rich and I are so glad to be on this podcast with you, episode nine. And we've got a big win against what people believed as the preseason conference number one. Richmond was supposed to be the best team in the conference this season. And LaSalle went into their arena and beat them 84-78. What a win. This feels like a bigger win than the Dayton game by far. Um and I mean I'm just ecstatic. Rich, how do you feel right now?
0: Oh, it was such a thrilling victory yesterday at the Robin Center, and I feel like I'm losing my voice. I feel like I lost my voice. You know, it's kind of froggy. <laughs> I was so hyped yesterday from that win. Um, you know, we were on the Spider Scoop podcast with uh, Noah and Austin, and you know, I was the only one who thought that well, was going to cover. Everyone had Richmond, Rich Richmond, but yep. Like we've said so many times before this season, and like we said in our last podcast, this team's going to go in and win games that you're not going to think that they're going to, but I didn't think it was going to be Richmond. I didn't think it was going to be that fast, and they proved us wrong.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No one, I don't think anyone predicted this. Uh, kudos to to Noah and Austin for taking the taking the beating on Twitter. We were, we went at them. I feel like I may have went at Noah a little too hard there. So apologies, Noah. It's all good we're just a bunch of losers that talk about basketball. Like I know he probably has some bigger things on his podcast. So we, we just wanted to apologize for the, for the tweets. Yeah. We kind of yeah. got wild. We got, we were drinking, we were partying. We're having it fun. was the greatest win in the Ashley Howard era. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: far. Yeah. A lot of people didn't think this was coming, but the thing is, you know, Richmond was coming off a 14 day COVID um, break. So we are wondering how kind of, I guess, um, Rusty Richmond would be. And they only shot 41% from the field. You don't know if that was COVID. So, yeah, like, it'll be interesting to see the next time we play Richmond at the Gola how they are. But I feel like you can say, I mean, that definitely benefited the Explorers. So yeah, for, them, for, for sure. Michigan, I have two weeks off.
1: Yeah. I was, I was just thinking out loud here. And Dayton lost a player. He, he like, left the program the day before we played Dayton, right? And yeah. I'm trying to think like, like Chase if there's Johnson. ever a chance, yeah. If there's ever a chance that like some, a team could be off. Like if we have reasons to believe that a team could be rusty. Well, yeah, I, I feel really yeah. good now because I feel like we capitalized on Dayton's lack of, they, I feel like they lost a few players that day There, it wasn't, it was Johnson left, but then mm-hmm. I don't think uh, two guys were playing. Can you confirm? Oh, right. I feel like they were out yeah, they were,
0: yeah, there. Yeah. was isn't. Yeah.
1: They were light. Right. So. I don't think
0: Chapman played.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um, like issues like that. Like we are, we can beat those teams, especially in those those moments when, yeah, teams are coming in rusty. Like yeah, the Richmond. I mean, and Fordham too.
0: Fordham. I mean, you don't want to say Fordham, but right. they were. That was only their second game they played, and we just like whopped them. Exactly. I mean, Fordham so, doesn't look that bad, but
1: yeah, we don't want to discount this win, but it does yeah. feel like if a team is predicted to like, maybe people are thinking that a team will have an off day. Well, might capitalize. Like there's a pretty mm-hmm. solid chance of that. Cause we've seen it twice now against teams that are definitely better all around, like a better point paper. You're right. Yeah, You're right. Paper. No, I, I agree. That's a next thought. So like our next game, I'm going to be, I'm going to be really getting into the nitty gritty about like who's playing. And like, if they have like any issues or anything like that, cause well, Sal's ready to go. Like, it doesn't matter if we lost the end day, like it seemed like we didn't miss a beat.
0: No, I mean I guess that means you know more minutes for these other guys. Yeah, like now real. it's like there's that nine man rotation with everyone, and yeah. these game these next two games are very very important uh, with uh, Rhode Island on Wednesday, home, and then at BC on Saturday. These next two games are monumental for the Explorers to see if we're legit. It's like well. We just went at Richmond and won and then are we going to – like what kind of showing are we going to be at yeah. home on Wednesday against Rhode Island because I feel like they you know have some really big physical guys, and you know frats Russell fats Russell played with Beatty um at Imatep Charter, I believe, so you yep. know there's gonna be a lot kind of going on, so these this next week's going to be this week's going be huge,
1: yeah it's really hard this just makes matters even harder to figure out for this team like it it feel like. It's more confusing than ever to write, to make like an article about this team. I saw, I saw mm-hmm. several people talk about it like yeah, so LaSalle is like this puzzle that no one can figure out. Yeah. We're getting wins. It's like a bumpy ride. Expect it. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's like a roller sure coaster riding. ride. Yeah. We don't know like, mm-hmm, yeah. tune in every game. You never know what's <laughs> going to happen. And thankfully, when we tuned into the uh, the broadcast on NBC Sportsnet at, or Sports Network, we had our former coach calling the game. So that was really cool to see and especially when we got the upset. I felt really good about that. And uh, it makes me wonder, I think that that was the first time coach, former coach John Giannini, aka Dr. G called a LaSalle game. I, I'm working to confirm this. I really don't recall I feel like we would have made a big deal. Yeah,
0: I, I don't recall. But, yeah, I don't recall either. And I feel like it was very refreshing because I know there's been like a lot of complaints on A ten Twitter about the broadcasting um, on NBC Sports Network. And I know they're, um, I guess, going to be discontinued that program in general. But yep. I thought G was a brush of breath share. Um, if you were to ask maybe the casual Richmond fan, they probably thought they were leaning toward LaSalle. Obviously, you know, it's, I mean, if you coach there for as long as John Goncini, coach LaSalle, obviously he's going to have a little bit of favoritism. But I thought he, you know, analyzed the game very, very well. I didn't know that Sharif Kenny and Amor Gill were on the CMAU team. Um, and he, he really had some nice kids bits. Obviously he knows the game. Um, you know, he's, you know, he was with LaSalle for, I think about 12, 13 years. Yeah. But I uh, knew it was nice hearing his voice.
1: Yeah, for sure. I feel like uh, he, he has really carved out a niche. I've seen it tweeted before that Dr. G is a really good color commentator. Like, He's really good at what he does, and that's a pleasant surprise. I did you think that he was going to become like an on air guy after his work at La Salle? I, I, I wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't have known that. I know, well, like we saw, like the first thing that came out, he was doing something at, Ro- at Rowan. He was yep. like the Some Institute. He was named, remember what that he was named to Some Institute at Ro- Ro- yeah. Rowan. Yeah, I thought
1: he also was a part of the athletics department. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Yeah, he was involved heavily there, but he, yeah, I, I did not see anything about broadcasting. And all of a sudden, I was probably on NBC Sports Net, the sports network again. He's excellent. He, he was. I mean, he's a smart guy. Game. He's
0: a he's, <laughs> he's a really smart guy, and he's really well spoken. But yeah. I, I would I would have. I would have been surprised um, if you would have said that he's going to be one of the best color guys and um, yeah. one of the better college guys. One of the better color guys um, in college basketball. He's he's pretty good.
1: Yeah pretty awesome to say he's he's one of our own so to speak yeah um but yeah rich mentioned this a minute ago uh nbc sports network is ceasing operations they are basically ceasing to exist there won't be any nbc sports network anymore which was the primary television provider or the host i don't know the right words here but Mm -hmm. uh they would host the atlantic 10 tournament on their on their channel pretty sure every year i know cbs uh took a piece of that too but um, there 's been a bulk of the a Ten games this season on an NBC sports network, and they had just announced that they extended their contract with NBC and Nbc sports network and Just like that, they are closing down shop. We are going to be moving Atlantic Ten basketball games to USA network. that was according to one of the uh, the guys who got the scoop from this 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 news so I mean hopefully we don 't lose any more games than we already have. And uh, the rest will obviously be on ESPN Plus, like they currently are. So it's everybody's making that shift, and I guess USA Network is kind of like where things end up if if you can't do the pay the the um, the pay per view style of like ESPN Plus. So I mean, I'm fine with that. I have USA Network um, for the bigger games. So I guess I guess we'll be tuning in there. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's pretty interesting because I know that I guess when the NCAA coverage I guess extended. Um, you know, to other networks during that SW tournament. I think they also had like USA. And there was another network. I Oh can't true TV. Forget. Yes, yes. So I think yeah, so I guess they want to go towards sports USA because I know they're I guess heavy in um, the drama series. But right. I feel like it's nice to see. But I mean I feel like it's kinda obviously this year with COVID, I feel like I was watching NBC Sports Network and, you know, Atlantic Tank games a lot more. So I feel like that's it's kind of tough to see. But right. um at least they'll still be still being televised on. Um Television.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we're excited regardless. I don't care if this thing is on ESPN, the Ocho. I'm going to be watching sure. Atlantic 10 basketball. Yeah. So let's get back into the game. Uh, like we said, a big win against Richmond. This was the biggest win of Ashley Howard's career at LaSalle. Far bigger win than Dayton because we feel like Dayton is having a down year altogether. Um, let's. I'm just going to break down how incredible it was to see how many people we got. Seven guys got double figures. So Six. Six? Oh no, I think it was seven. Oh no, you're right. It was six. It was six, Rich. Sorry. This is why you're the stats guy. This is why you're Best. the stats guy. We got Sharif Kenny on, leading score was seventeen. Christian Ray had eleven. Jameer ten. Scott had ten. Jared had ten. Oh no, Jared. Had Jared 12. twelve. Jared had twelve, and then Jack had ten. So that, I mean, I I don't know the last time I'd seen that, and, and I don't, I wouldn't include Fordham or like Lincoln University. As the time when we had multiple guys get double figures against a big opponent like that, that this is great to see that we're getting a lot of contributions. But Rich will explain further. I feel like we didn't really miss many shots. We were we were hot from beyond the arc.
0: LaSalle, you know, has been playing you know up and down basketball, but you know they caught Richmond you know on a layoff. Richmond had played in two weeks, and you know some obviously in the past some games you know we're on we're off. You know we also some real clunkers and. George Mason and, and UMass. But we were hitting our shots tonight. Um, we were They shot 57% from the field, 53% from three. Um, and another key contribution, I feel like the thing that, like, stood out. I was looking at the box score. I mean, I watched the game as well. But LaSalle's bench outscored Richmond 34-2. to 34-2. Wow. That's, that's incredible. I mean, that's that's crazy. I mean, that just shows to the amount of depth LaSalle has, the amount of guys they can kind of throw in. Um, But, you know, Richmond has a great starting five, but it's like past that point, if those guys get tired and, you know, they haven't been playing basketball for a couple weeks, it's like they might be kind of fatigued because, you know, they haven't been in that kind of game action. So that yeah. definitely was to our benefit. Um, yeah. You know, Richmond was a little down, 41% from the field, 32% from three. That being said, they were 100% from the line. It's not like they took like three for three. They were 24-24 for the foul line for Richmond.
1: Um, I didn't know that. So that's,
0: yeah, so that's pretty impressive. Jeez. I mean, they missed a foul, a foul
1: shot. but Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. And it, this, is, this is a perfect example of Coach Ash being a maestro, just like he was against Dayton. These pieces, there's so many of them. And when they work together in harmony, like they did against Richmond, we get to see an incredible game. This game wasn't as close as the Dayton game. We, we had control late in the game now. That was that was mm-hmm. something I didn't surprise. Uh, that surprised me, like that we had. It was getting a little late. dicey
0: at the end. It, it was dicey. You saw but... them make those threes. They're making those threes. It's like what? Yeah. But you did kind of think that LaSalle was in control. Like yeah, you we,
1: it was our game to lose going into yes, like the exactly. last like four minutes. Exactly. I felt like we were in control, unlike Dayton, which was a li- was was absolutely nuts. I feel like going into the, the last. Yeah, because yeah,
0: Clifton hit the last shot. You're, yeah. you're right.
1: You're exactly. Right. So it's like that is a perfect example of the benefit of having this depth on our team. So, you know, (laughs) who knows? Next game, we could miss all our shots and the depth will will just crash in our face. We will not have any kind of cohesion and it'll be a mess. But when it works together, boy, are we a tough team to beat.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's such a cohesive unit. Um, Like when they're on, I feel like a big part of when they're on is our three-point shooting, yeah. especially, um, like, Scott Spencer, Shreve Kenny, and Jack Clark. Like Those three guys are guys – I feel like they are the ones who are going to make our three-point – a lot of our three-pointers. Yeah. Those three guys, you know, they're. I guess they're going to be play the two – yeah, I guess the Jacks um, plays the four. But, like, those three guys I feel like are really key in our success. If those guys are having good shooting nights, I feel like most of the time with Sal's going to be in those games.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, There's one thing I wanted to mention. And we, this is something we talked about for the whole season is our front court and how it's struggling. It seems like Jared Kimbrough is a real factor now. Like he is mm-hmm. making an impact. He, he played more than Clifton in this game. There yeah. was a lot that he was involved with. He, he was such a huge piece and this is something last, the, earlier in the season. We didn't see it at all. It's been a pleasant surprise. We have balance in the front court. Rich. Like, we have two guys that can, yeah. that can be swapped in and out. Ash has comfort there.
0: He's been J- – Jared's been playing really great lately. I don't know if early in the season, you know, he wasn't playing as many minutes as he would have liked to. But I think – I don't know if it, like, lit a fire under him. No pun intended with Ash. But uh, <laughs> he, Jared's been playing really, really well lately. Yeah. And, and it shows. Yeah, and,
1: that's and it's nice perfect. to see. Yeah, it really is nice to see. Because he's been there this whole time. And uh, yeah, kudos. That's the that's the unsung hero. He, he, he deserves more praise over these past two games. Like he he's been a huge piece and we are really him for that because honestly, we didn't know how we were going to get our, any kind of front court offense sometimes because Clifton would get in foul trouble far too often. Um, coaches would just game plan and attack him. So, Jared, you're the man and we love you. Bottom line rich uh any other thoughts you have for this game before we uh talk about the future
0: sure so our last podcast um i'm so i'm just going to still talk I guess talk about the richmond game sure um on our last podcast we were talking about you know who our stars are going to be for richmond like why was i going to lose so you thought grant golden would be the high guy i thought blake francis would be the high guy and i was like oh don't forget about tyler burton um so those three guys kind of sold <laughs> out kind of funny so, Grant Colton was the leading scorer. He beat by one. Golan had 22. Francis had 21. And Burton had 16. So, I feel like we hit to kind of nail in the head on there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those three guys accounted for, uh, like, 59 of the 78 points. So, that's that's not bad. Yeah. But um, that being said, um, Gilliard and Ko, the other two starters who played a bulk of those minutes, were a little off, shooting five for 18 from the field. So... By keeping those guys, you know, off and not in their game, we were we were able to uh, see those benefits
1: for sure. And that's funny how we we predicted that. I think we're getting better at predictions. Like we yeah, I mean,
0: it's tough with this team. Yeah,
1: but we're studying tough, the A10. But yeah, right. We're studying the A10. Yeah. We're trying to deliver our insights, and I feel like we nailed it on the head. Aside from the fact that we said well, South wasn't going to win. I mean. That's just our – that's just our, our mood these days. Like, it's, it's really – It's hard. It's hard. So, we wouldn't have put exactly. money on it. Would you have put money on that? I don't think I would
0: have. I was – I'm like – I, like, woke up saying, like, let's well, money line. Oh, I guess people, you probably think I'm lying. But I was like, do I – I mean, I'm not – I'm not one to bet. But for some reason, with like you said, if a team has something, like a weakness or, you know, a guy's out or a team's on COVID – this team's, like, fired up. And I think, like, this team, you know, Stockholm wood, they have not had any COVID kind of issues. They played straight through. And I feel like, obviously, now, you know, they're well, I think, I guess, past mid-season form.
1: Yeah. Should we sh- should we shift gears to the future and what we think? Because sure. my mindset has changed 100%. I Like, I feel really good about this team now because how we are handling adversity and how we are just – Obviously, when we sense a weakness or we see any kind of disadvantage, we we win. Um, this team could make noise in the A10 tournament. Like I'm, I'm starting to feel that way more and more. I've never felt this way about a John Giannini coach team that we could like somehow stun the conference and win the Atlantic 10 tournament and get a an, you know a bid into the dance. I could, I legitimately can see that developing, like as maybe making it to, as far as the finals of the Atlantic 10. Tournament. Right? Wow. What are your thoughts? I know that's wow. bold. That's bold. But what are your thoughts?
0: Um, I'm not there yet. I want to see how this next week goes, but I definitely see. Like I like what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um. Because every time I think like we would play Richmond, the last couple times, you know, we get we get our bucket kicked, and the fact you go down there and beat them regardless of the circumstances was very impressive. I'm very. I want to see how we do this week against Rhode Island, VCU um like i said earlier rhode island's gonna be a tough matchup they're very physical they have um some pretty they have a couple big guys and i feel like they and their coach has been around the block i know they don't have Hurley anymore um i think his last name is cox yep uh david cox sean cox david
1: one of the other. Um, might be david
0: okay no offense Uh, like (laughs) (laughs) apologize the, the rhode island fans listening but um I'm curious to see how they go against Rhode Island, and then on Saturday, I'm very excited for VCU. Uh, You know, the battle of the freshman point guards with Ace Baldwin and Jameer Brickus—that'll be, you know, I feel like that'd be a really good matchup. Those two guys are like cornerstone pieces for their team. I know VCU has bones, but Ace Baldwin is a heck of an impact freshman, and. Just like Brickus. so I, I want to see those two guards kind of go at
1: it. Yeah, for sure. We still have a lot more games left. We got like what eight or nine games left in the season, so a lot can happen. Mm-hmm. I'm riding high off of this win, um, but yeah, Rhode Island feels like a team that we should be able to beat if we want to stake our claim as uh, you know, a, you know, avoiding pillow fight, potentially making noise in the Atlantic tournament. Mm-hmm. If we can beat Rhodey or VCU, I'm fine with either either or. I I'd be if we split, yeah, we beat both. But yeah, if we split, uh, I'd be I'd be really positive. I I'd, I'd say, you know, Ash is the guy. Like I would I would honestly start really exalting Ashley Howard.
0: If we win both.
1: Oh yeah, and it, it, if they split, I still okay. think if they split, I still He's feel really good okay. about that. So, so yeah, this has been an awesome day for LaSalle. We are on the road. We're getting big wins on the road. I never thought I'd say that. It feels <laughs> like it's been years since that's happened. Um, yeah, Memories are being made. Yeah. The guys are gelling. Hopefully nobody transfers. Everyone stays happy, knock on wood. And uh, the program is built. And, and Jameer Brickus, yeah. we, can, we, can't, we, we cannot forget Jameer Brickus because when you have a point guard that has confidence, control, doesn't turn the ball over, and can get his own, you, it just improves yeah. the team overall. Like everybody feeds off of that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, he's a really good facilitator. Um, you know, he can kind of switch speeds and you know do what he's got to do if he's got to you know be calm and composed, or if he's got to like go you know zero to whatever kind of speed he has to go to get to the rim or right. finesse his way. He can do it, and he has the skill set to do it. Would, would uh, you say? Like you're saying?
1: Would you say you know, this is the biggest recruit? of Ashley Howard's career so far at LaSalle? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I mean, it, Kenny. Did...
0: Kenny's, Kenny's – no, you're fine. I mean, Kenny's looking like a very nice piece. Um, yeah. He's – I feel like, you know, he's a combo guard. He can either bring up the ball or be, he be the one or the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but my point – I was going to ask, say, uh, I know you made the one Twitter meme, you know, with the, the Slayer and – <laughs> um, the Dayton in one door and Richmond in the other door. And like you were saying, La Sal's gotten those two wins on the road. So I was wondering, like, does that mean that third door is going to be VCU I, on Saturday? I think so. I guess we'll have to find out.
1: Yeah, I think so, Rich. I was thinking that because that was my original prediction. That was my original prediction. I was like, we could yep. maybe be, we could probably beat VCU. Um, but Hey, that's the beauty of this, this season. Like you never know. We have to watch every game. Like if you're a La Salle fan, you can be invested because, you can't predict it. You can't be like, Oh, I'm not going to watch this game. They're probably gonna get wrecked. No, no, you do not know what's going to happen. So it's great mm-hmm. drama.
0: <laughs> yeah. And for all the South fans out there, I feel like there's a lot of like, like closet people who will like, you know, Oh, Sal's on the like watch, but I feel like if they're doing well, they're going to be tuned in yeah, tuning in for sure. So we're almost at the brink of being like kind of like relevant or like in this conference and, so I think people are starting to tune in. and If we win these next two games, obviously, Philadelphia, you know, it's a big sports media market and a lot of local um, people went to LaSalle. But these next two win if we beat Rhode Island and VCU, I think more heads are going to be, you know, tuning in to
1: the Explorers. That's a great point. So watch what happens next. Everybody make sure you tune in. We've got Rhode Island on Wednesday and then VCU yep. on – I'm blanking on the day.
0: Saturday. Saturday, 1 Saturday, o'clock. Okay.
1: So, yeah, make sure you all tune in there and uh, obviously follow us on Twitter at The Goal of Standard. Let's get r- wild on Twitter. Let's let's engage. Let's meet at Sid Booker's Shrimp Corner. Shout out Sid's. Maybe they'll, maybe we'll get a, a deal with them because I feel like, you know, it's all about supporting local business. And I know that Absolutely. Sid Booker's is definitely a business that could use help in, in this day and age. Everyone needs help. So that's why we keep shouting it shouting them out they're like a beacon when you uh, are driving up down broad street so looking forward to the next big game looking forward to meeting everybody at sid booker shrimp corner and uh thanks again for tuning in rich any closing thoughts
0: no I'm um, i you know big win over richmond and i hope we can keep it rolling against uh rhode island vcu that's right
1: all right gang well until next time it's a great day to be an explorer fight on